You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. It's just been uh, an incredible week of change, hasn't it? I mean, you think about this time last week, we, we had one Prime Minister and, and one monarch, and now a Sunday later, we have a different Prime Minister and a different monarch. Yeah. It's just not happened before. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's words being you know, spoken like stability. People feel that because the Queen has gone, there's something of stability in this country that has been lost. And, and for sure I understand that because she, she has reigned through all of my life and through most of you, I think, apart from Derek, most of, <laughs> most of your lives as well. We, we've never known anything different and, and like her or not, there's been this constancy through all of the change, the technological revolutions, the, the you know, roaring 60s and 70s and all the stuff that happened there. Obviously, I wasn't around. But all of that stuff that happened, and yeah, there was this one consistency throughout all the governments, all the scandals, all the affairs, all of the wars, all of the things that have happened over the last 70 years. And there's been one person representing this country at the head. And so it's no surprise, is it, that people are feeling a little bit uncertain right now. On Thursday, I was heading down to a, a, a kind of a meeting, a conference in Leeds, and I was on the train. And as I was on the train, I saw the news pop up saying that, that Her Majesty, that the, the doctors were concerned about her health, and and so they were uh, monitoring it. And then when I heard the family had been called, and they were going to her side, and you know, those of us that have lost loved loved ones, we know that that phrase, the family has been called. And, and so there's this sense of something's happening here. And as I'm on the train, I'm literally writing my message for this Sunday. In fact, I'd almost finished it. I, I just got, I, I was on the kind of conclusion part, and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, you're telling me to go a different direction here. That'll keep, that, that'll keep till next week. But, but there's something. This is a moment of significance. No matter what you think, this is, this is a moment of significance. And it's of significance to the nation, but it's also significant for the church. It is a moment of significance for us. And so these unfolding events, let's look. I, I want to see what the Spirit's saying right here and right now to us as a church. Now, think about the significance to the nation first. That stability, that confidence, that assurance, and, and something of national pride as well sometimes. You know, we love the fact that we've got a monarch. We're one of the few nations left with that. Did you know 94% of the world have never known another British monarch? 94% of everybody living currently has never known another crown on the throne in Britain. That's astonishing. Mm -hmm. Astonishing. But what about for us as the church of Jesus Christ. We're, we are citizens of two kingdoms, if you like. We're, we're citizens of this earthly kingdom. We're, we're British citizens. My passport tells me that. Ron's doesn't. Uh, uh, has, uh, do you have a British passport? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Didn't mean to signal you out like that. But, but it's okay because he's a Commonwealther, so it's. <laughs> you know, 
I'm a citizen of Britain, but I'm also a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And that's not shaken, and that's not changed, and there's no transference going on there. It's the same. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about what would the Queen want for Riverview Church? You know, most people think about, at some point, what they want to leave. What, what, and also, how they want their loved ones to grieve. You know, I've had so many people say, I don't want you to grieve for me when I go. I want you to carry on, live your life, be full of joy. You know, so there's that kind of sense of, I want to leave that for you. And maybe some people have a sense of what they want their funeral to look like. And like, perhaps, I mean, my mother, when, when she died about eight years ago, she had actually written, the last thing she wrote in her will, and she changed it in the last couple of weeks, she said, I want my children to have full autonomy over the funeral. She didn't ask anything. She just said, I want my children to do it. So we, we preached the gospel in my mum's funeral, uh, and we each led a part of it. And there's a wonderful gift from her to us, a wonderful, wonderful way to leave. Uh, and then the other thing is that sometimes we leave behind things for those we love. And I'm so grateful, because literally my mum got me out of debt because of what she left behind for me took away the debt that I had at the time. I've made a bit of a mistake with my will, because I had to write one for having a mortgage. And so, like, I've got my will, and I, I thought it was a draft, and so I put in there, jokingly, well, I want this, but I rephrased it. I said, I want some rocking good worship music <laughs> at my funeral. <laughs> Preach the gospel, and I want some rocking good worship music. And actually, I didn't realize that was the final draft, so now my will actually says that. So <laughs> bear that in mind, you know. If I go in the next few weeks, that's, that's one of my wishes. What would the Queen want for us? What would she want to leave for you and for me here in this church? She would want us to see Jesus high and lifted up. That's what the Queen would want. She's a godly woman. She knew Jesus. Like, it was so clear. Len's going to talk about this as well. You know, but, but she knew Jesus. And she was an example, one of the best examples of gentleness and humility and, and godly outworking of the life of faith that, that I've known. Uh, and, and she would want you to see Jesus high and lifted up. This is an Uzziah moment in our history. So Isaiah 6, verse 1. If you've got a Bible, feel free to go there. It says this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. High and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Just pause there. This verse is so rich in imagery. Isaiah, in the year that his king died, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Now, I'm not sure... Len might know more than me, but I'm not sure if Isaiah knew personally King Uzziah. But it was significant enough that he added it, he included that into his statement. In the year that the, the king died, I saw the Lord. It's a significant event that has transpired. And in this year, he catches a glimpse of the throne room of heaven. And in the coming days, you're going to catch a glimpse 
of Prince Charles sitting on a throne mm -hmm. and being crowned as king. Uh, and I would imagine as he walks in, there will be a, a train of his robe. Uh, and there will be all this regalia and, uh, and, and kind of amazing things that represent different parts of sovereignty and authority and things like that. And, and in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah doesn't look to see which is the next king of Judea to be crowned, but he looks to see the Lord crowned in heaven. Who is this Lord that Isaiah saw? He's one that is high and exalted. You remember a few weeks back we were talking about Jesus, and therefore, because of what he did in servant sacrifice for us, therefore God raised him up to the highest place. He is highly exalted. He is the name that is above every other name. That is who Isaiah is seeing. In the year that Uzziah the king dies, he sees King Jesus in his throne room. And the train of his robe fills the temple. He sees the Lord. He sees the Lord. What does the queen want for Riverview Church right now? If she was to write it out as her last wish for Riverview Church, that you, church, see the Lord. Yes, watch Prince Charles, pray for uh, King Charles, sorry, pray for him. Uh, you know, that's brilliant. Yes, this is our king, our nation's king, but God wants us to see the Lord high and lifted up. And then it says this, that he is seated. It's one word. One word. Seated. Do you know how powerful that word is? When I finished preaching... Okay, I'm going to go up there, but if I wasn't, when I finished preaching, I would come and I'd sit down. The job's finished. It's done. Jesus is seated because the work is finished. The, the enemy is now his footstool. He is seated. That means that there is ineffable stability for you and me in the heavenly realms. There, there is absolute Stunning security that the King of Kings is on the throne. He has sat down. He has done it. And as Hebrews says, when he did all things, when he has done all things, he sat down. The, the things that God has worked into us in our salvation of justification, working in sanctification, working in righteousness of Christ, all of these things, forgiveness, redemption, transformation, a finished work on the cross, and he has sat down. He has sat down. If you're questioning this morning whether you are forgivable, Jesus has declared it and has sat down. If you're holding something on yourself this morning, it's defeated. It's paid for. The blood of Jesus that we've just remembered has covered our sin. And it's done. It's a finished work. It's the last words that Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. And now he is seated because the job is done. Hallelujah. You're forgiven. If you're in Christ, if you've come to the blood of Jesus 
and allow that to wash you clean. You have been forgiven. If you haven't come to Jesus, then come find us today because we would love to encourage you to see the King, see the Lord high and lifted up and, and pledge your allegiance to him this morning. I'll be happy to lead you to know the King of Kings. And then talking about the train of his robe, the word is hem, okay? The hem of his, of his robe. That, that's part of the robe. And it fills the temple. God's glory fills the temple. His splendor fills the temple. The name above all names fills the temple. And do you realize how few humans have seen with their physical eyes what Isaiah saw. Imagine, just imagine the scene. I saw the Lord, and yet one day all will see his glory. Every eye, and then every tongue will confess, and every knee will bow before him. But the other thing to realize is this, that the Holy Spirit has made a temple of your heart. And, and his glory fills the temple. You are a glory carrier. It's not yours that, that you earned. It's not yours that you made it happen. It is God's that he has placed in you so that his glory can be seen in the earth through his church. Think about this, as you're living your life, does your, does your life mesh with the glory that he has placed in your heart? That's not a guilt trip, that's a question. Do, does your life mesh? Is it in step with the glory of his Holy Spirit that is placed in your heart? And if you're out of step, ask that you may see the Lord and come back into that place like Isaiah does. This King of Kings is who Isaiah bowed before. This King of Kings is who <coughs> Queen Elizabeth bowed before. And when we see the Lord, what would be the result in us? What can it be but that we bow before him in humility and awe and reverence? If we catch a vision of the Lord enthroned with his glory, we are going to fall to our knees in worship. We're going to say, woe is me, but we're also going to experience him cleaning us, yeah. cleansing us from our impurities, uh, so that we are then able to be in his presence. And he does that work. And that causes us to go, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Church. Listen, mission is not occasional or optional, okay? Mission is not occasional and it's not optional because you carry the presence of Jesus. When you go to work, you carry the presence of Jesus. When you go to Tesco's, Tesco's is set on fire with the presence of Jesus as you walk through it, yeah? As you, as you go to walk around Lilithgo Lock, the presence of God is strolling around that lock with you. You, it's not your worthiness, it's his. 
So you, you might have screwed up a thousand times before you even got to church this morning. His glory is indwelling in your hearts, in your lives. His glory, his glory. Church, if we can catch a vision of the King, the Lord enthroned, high and exalted, if we can catch a sense, even, even just a particle of what Isaiah saw, it will transform this entire town because everywhere you tread, Satan's agents will quake. Not because you're like a mighty Christian that's just like boom, but because you, weak as you are, cracked as you are, chipped as you are, and I'm saying this to me too, you carry the presence of the Lord enthroned and exalted. And, and the train of his robe, the glory fills the temple. Are you with me? Yeah. Take this confidently this morning, church. You are glory carriers. You are glory carriers. Now, let me bring this in because it's taken a long time. I'm sorry. When the queen had her coronation, her husband, in humility, bowed before her and pledged his allegiance to her as a husband, but also as a subject. The queen, as a monarch, did exactly the same with Jesus. Bowed before, pledged her allegiance and her loyalty, her fealty. Who will you bow before? So here we go. As I wrap up, the thing that shakes us, I think is sometimes that the thing we think will never happen, we realize it, it was inevitable all along. Honestly, I, I was surprised, and I don't know why, this week it, it hit me, like, oh my word, mm -hmm. the queen is dead. Mm -hmm. the, the first and only time I'll ever say that in my life. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was emotional, and some of you might have felt this as well, like genuinely emotional, like I lost my grandmother, yeah. but like a really souped up version of my grandmother. Yeah. Like I felt it. Because there's a sense of like permanency, and it's a false security. Honestly, the inevitable will happen to every one of us and every person we know. And, and you can try to run from it, and you can try to hide from it, but it's not going to change the fact that one day, everyone, everyone, like, that can be very destabilizing, can't it? Yeah. If, if I stay here as pastor long enough, I'm going to lead the farewells for a number of you. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. But if your vision of life is to see the Lord high and lifted up, then there's a celebration in that farewell. In fact, I'll go further. There's a jealousy in that farewell. There's a jealousy. It's a holy jealousy, right? Because if you get to go and see the King of Kings high and lifted up before I do, that's us. <laughs> you know, because I've got to go decide what I'm having for dinner. And you're like, <laughs> you're like in heaven. You, you are in the presence. Like, totally nothing in between. <laughs> like, that's wonderful. 
If you know Jesus, don't fear that day. Look forward to it. Don't hasten it. (laughs) Look forward to that day. Because that is a glorious day. That is a day when everything is answered. All of our questions, all of our troubles, all of our hurts, all of our pains, all of our fears, done with, in the twinkling of an eye. (laughs) That is a glorious day. The ground-shaking inevitabilities aren't ground-shaking if we fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. Come on, church. Like, this, is, this is so good. You don't have to fear the death of yourself or of anybody else because it is a door. That's it. It's a door. It's not even that that's where eternal life starts. It started. You, you are the possessor of eternal life that has been gifted to you in Christ. And, and that death is just a step into that. Mm-hmm. I loved what Len put on Connect, where it was the Queen <laughs> now before God but saying, and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, in reality I think the Queen would be absolutely dumbfounded and gobsmacked mm-hmm. by the beauty mm-hmm. and the majesty and the mercy mm-hmm. of the Lord enthroned on high. So what would the Queen want for you, church? And bands, come back up. What would the Queen want for you? I'm sure that she would desire that you say, in the year that Queen Elizabeth II died, I saw the Lord. I lifted up. And his glory filled the temple. We're going to spend some time just worshipping, just bringing our hearts into that vision of God. Just ask him. Show me your glory. In the measure that we can handle and understand, let us see your glory now, Lord, and understand the transformation that you've worked into our lives.